Hey, what's up, everybody? It is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Rafa Sparza. This is a very different podcast. You're used to normally seeing me talk about the jiu-jitsu, the MMA. Today, we got back to our professional wrestling roots. I've got Mike Stallings over here. We've got a lot of topics to go through, but more than that, we want to say hello to all of you. It's been a while. And yes, we've had to live through some COVID, so it feels like we haven't done this show in mm, 10 years. But see that we get to blame it on, I can blame it on COVID now, before not just my laziness. <laughs> One of my friends yeah, actually just so sent me a note, and it just said, first day of MMA class, and he's getting his kid in MMA, a.k.a. having him learn some wrestling. But he's also a huge professional wrestling fan, so big credit to you, Ed. Now, you were telling me this off air, and we're about to go. Why don't we just get straight to it? What is your current thoughts on the product? Because everybody seems to have an opinion on it, especially every comment section that you're finding for pro wrestling at this moment, Mike. Well, I found myself – I'll just tell you this. Don't watch NXT or any WWF product after you watch AEW. If that's if you're into the in it for wrestling. I made that mistake yesterday, and it felt kind of funny. But yeah, it's, the state of wrestling is wild right now. No, so like you have to be like super hardcore to be a part of this community. I mean, it's been said it's really been there's been really too much that's gone on since we last talked to like cover it all and stay on the up and up because everything's so instant. But I mean, with all the the second Me Too, the speaking out, and then um, I guess Marty Jannetty killed somebody. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Killer There's crime. a reason why Killer. we 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 don't have uh, little uh, topic brackets because Marty Shadetti killed a guy? Question mark uh, doesn't Where quite make for a little 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 banner that goes well here. No, he didn't kill him. He made him disappear. So I mean, in quotations. Oh, okay. But people love that kind of stuff, like when there's like allegedly, just to kind of let you wander. When he's basically told, but I was reading the tweets that like somehow he was also homophobic and racist in the tweet. Like he hit the like trifecta, like somebody won a lot of money on the Marty Chinetti tweet. <laughs> oh shit, my cat. I have a cat. No, but that's a lot to do in one tweet. You know what I mean? So yeah. I guess he's getting investigated on. And then I was trying to read on that. And then all of a sudden, uh, Hugo Sinetovich, a former WWE announcer, said Killer Cross was a hitman. So I guess that's your modern-day Nathan Jones. And then I guess um, even the show had to figure out something to do and got super hardcore, and we're going to the underground. Well, which... let's say Marty Jannetty for a second, because Marty Jannetty <laughs> has always been our version of I'm the Mary, you're the Rona. So it's always, I'm Shawn Michaels, you're Marty Jannetty. And now it is taking on a very dark consequence for everybody who's had this conversation with their friends. Well, do you still, and he's still going to be the, this is like with an asterisk though, he's still going to be, that's still going to be the marker, right? Yeah. You're still going to be the Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. What's another, who's the second tier? Like you're Jimmy Uso, I'm Jay Uso. And that's, that's a tie. That's 50-50. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's, there's definitely a lot of people who are going to be like, I'm the Razor Ramon and you're the Diesel. Like, I don't know how this works. But in kayfabe, going through the barbershop window, there's a lot of problem with that. 
like CTE. Like he probably spent a lot of time. He got hooked on pills because he had to go to the hospital because he got glass. And so, you know, I was watching some stuff and I guess that they had a match. Marty Janet was also always supposed to get a push, but I guess they always found him drunk in the locker room. But one time Shawn Michaels was lying about it. And because he was mad that he didn't sell a sh- the proper shoulder or something. <laughs> and so Mr. Perfect went to his defense and they had a match on Raw. Remember when Marty Jannetty won the belt on Raw? That be his big to-do, his like one time in the spotlight. And Mr. Perfect had to be a part of it because he was the guy that in fact did tell on Shawn Michaels just to like rub it in. He was there on camera to celebrate, which is just another asterisk in the ballad of Marty Jannetty. That should be a song. Like, where's Sebastian Bach when you need him? <laughs> well, he's pretending to be Chris Jericho when you're looking too hard because apparently Chris Jericho can't just lead things properly. Now he's got to pick up people through debates. And you know what the nice part about this is? This is the most absurd sort of things to get notes at and then say, like, yeah, I'll watch that debate. That sounds probably better than what's going to be on Raw. So either you have to be so hardcore, like above and beyond the line, or just completely sarcastic and hacky. There's like no, there's like no, everybody hates the middle of it. Because Jericho was like trying to genuinely be nice to Sebastian Bach until he kind of took a sarcastic complimentary tone, basically what Pat McAfee was doing with Adam Cole this whole time, which that's a whole other subject, which completely... You know what? This makes you have your phone accessible to you, right? Yes. Okay, I'll send you. <laughs> I did. I purposely didn't send you these notes, but the beautiful thing about hosting a podcast about MMA is that when things cross over, there are some fans who love to let me know what they think of things, and I had one particular fan that gave probably the best series of reactions so what i'm going to let you do is i'm going to you look at these real quick while i uh, go ahead and talk to the folks if you're not following us at real hill section on youtube on facebook what's wrong with you second of all tell us what you think of the show feel free to chime in we've got it live right now which means we'll have the ability to go ahead and talk to you directly and you'll be able to get real-time reactions like this from mike as he is looking through and reading over a conversation a fan sent to me. Now, Mike, you don't have yes. to say the person's name. I would prefer you don't. But can you give a summary of what it is you just read? I, from what I – there's a lot to digest. I'm getting – gathering the guy thinks it's real? Yes. Is that what's, so is that what's going on? when <laughs> I put up that uh, Adam Cole went on the show and was cursing and said, mwah. Chef's kiss. This is great. This dude's like, dude, that's totally nah, man. That's real. And I go, what do you mean it's real? He goes, man, Triple H. He like extended an offer. Like it looks, it's pretty real, man. And I go, Who, he's not gonna break you. Yeah, and I told him I was he like, knows. Triple H is gonna go on there, he, especially when they're sagging right, maybe whatever fucking angle they can get right now. I was liking it because it. 
I was bringing up why wrestling was good, and one of the things that's missing was one of the better things was Okada and Omega because it was such a two-year slow burn. And they were doing that with McAfee and Adam Cole. Like, every now and then, it'd be, like, months and months in between where they'd keep jabbing each other. And the crescendo of it, like, they should have left this alone for at least a couple months. But I see them trying to shotgun it when it's, like, hot topic. But the way... I think that's just my problem with NXT. It was just so overproduced the way they went about doing it. I've never seen that many camera shots and different camera angles just for an announcer during it. It made the match hard to watch. I think it was the the Red Dragons versus um, the Imperiums, right? The British guys for the belts or some shit. So I, I kind of flickered through it, and then what got me going is because there was so much heat on this McAfee bullshit that um, when Adam Cole went over to talk to him, the mat, they just stopped wrestling. The, the match just <laughs> stopped. I yelled at the TV, why is the match stopping? Well, how dare you? Like, okay, because they were on. just Rick's watching. psychology says, hold on, I want to see how this plays out. If time out, let's see what's happening with the more important trending topic in front of us. Everything stopped. It was so. So let me ask you something. Not to fast forward it. I know we're at the mm-hmm. traditional reviewing, and anybody doesn't know Pat McAfee then exited the building and then got his like, I don't know. It was like his encore, or like the spotlight followed him back onto the stage, and he got to say his final whatever bitch thing is. Let me ask you something. So if, the, if say if Pat McAfee was a quarterback, like would his finishing move be like something out of a shotgun? That involved throwing something because he has the most devastating punt in the game now, <laughs> just because he was a punter. Is that the game? so Gronk probably had like what a shoulder block, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gronk is one hundred percent the finishing move for Tom Brady. So if Tom Brady was a pro wrestler, it'd be like, <laughs> yeah. now for my finisher, Gronk, get him. <laughs> like, yeah. No, here's what no. I can This involves a so- <laughs> This is so great because I go, of course his finisher is a punt kick. They won't let Randy Orton do it. Or every once in a while, they'll be like, you know what? We need to revisit why Seth is basically stomping the fuck out of motherfuckers on a show. But when they let him do that, I go, yes, yes. And thank God they cut that angle as beautifully as they did because that was a terrible (laughs) fucking like not even sell. I mean, Adam's doing the best he can to make somebody go over, but Jesus no, he Christ, died. That no, he, he died. <laughs> he died. Shawn Michaels. Are we gonna get it? We gonna get a dog there? Like he died. He was out from a kick to the gut that I've gone through many times just from being on in the fourth grade, basically. You know what I mean? But um, what I the only thing that would have been better if he would have done like how you know when punters used to do the whole stiff, their arms would come down, like, maybe take their total form. I don't get it. I don't get how that's... Is he a wrestler now? No. Let me ask you something. Um, is this just because Gronk didn't work out? No. Like I feel like this something? is... I feel like this is one of those things where Pat has a built-in hardcore audience. So part of the reason why this is funny to me is because Pat's done the slow build of making a kind of Dan Patrick-esque vibe. 
he's done the WWE thing. So there's been a bit of a slow burn because I'm pretty so. sure he's been like, hey, I'd be interested to do this if you guys were interested. But then it just becomes a matter of who do we put together? And when the dubs is really hurting for recognition and when all the fans want to talk about all the ratings that they have no idea what they're talking about, they just want to bring shit up. When in actuality, the new ratings are trending and the new trending is just having stunts happen. So while before you'd look at, say, DX and Mike Tyson, and you'd say, oh, my God, that's a massive thing. Now you're finding people who have brands who can bring in a certain demographic. So when my friend was messaging me and telling me it was real, the first thing I called him was a civilian. The second thing I said to him was, here's the reason why. The ratings aren't great. So, yeah, you're probably getting played. And he's thinking okay. to himself, why would that happen? Why well, wouldn't get played? I'm too smart. I'm in on this. And it's like, you don't follow. And the thing that pissed me off the most was that the dude couldn't take the time, five minutes to Google search Adam Cole, baby, because he would have figured out, oh, shit, he's a heel. And this but, is pro fucking normal. The only percentage that works out in his favor, Raph, is the, but, they, but they said, fuck. He said, fuck. Which is, I mean, I guess that's the move. You can say shit on, even though Chuck Taylor to say shit on um, on TNT, but they just drop an S-bomb all the time. So I guess the fact that they dropped the F-bomb and that there was footage of it wasn't bleeped out made it seem, you know, because they try to reenact the whole when Triple H pushed McAfee back twice, like how Adam Cole pushed the um, intern. And it was, like that's all Triple H is gonna do if he's running run shot. He's just gonna give him that pathway, which makes it look like I don't know. I haven't seen Hamilton, but I'm guessing it was as good. You know, what I mean, it was close <laughs> to. I think it was close. It was close to that. I'm guessing. I don't have. Well, you know what? You only one shot. One shot. One shot. That's that's a whole song. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh, is it's rapping? It's the it's rapping, huh? Yes, and, and by the way, like, oh. nothing more hilarious than my dad messaging me. And he's a huge history buff, so he was excited about the th concept of Hamilton. Not only did he tell me, ah, son, yeah, I've got Disney Channel on my, my cable package, so I'll be able to see it. I was like, no, dad, you have to get Disney Plus. You have to pay to go see it. It's only seven bucks, but it's worth it. So my dad orders it, and he goes, son, you know, that Hamilton thing – I didn't know they were rapping the whole time. I couldn't I couldn't understand a word they were saying. Like it was the most perfectly response timing by my dad, where it's just like, son, could hear you. All all that jibber jabber. I can't can't it. So to me, but that, I, yeah, but I that, yeah. does he know that that black is king though? You know, I'm not sure yet. We'll probably have to give him a run he has to. He, ha he, he has to. Thing, He's trying know, to search for it, my but... dad is like the like message board moderator for <laughs> Beehive Online. So yeah, it's entirely possible. Let's also talk about this. So part of the reason why I'm so excited about this, what's up, Nathan, is the fact that yes, we are getting in a time when people are starting to see these worlds meld again a little bit more. But Pat does make sense because he is a lifelong fan. And I have to be perfectly honest with you. If the dubs ever came up to me and said, Hey, listen, you've got this kind of grappling thing, it's built an audience and you're around, 
would you be interested? You better believe yes, yes. And I would sell the fuck out of it. And unfortunately, I would lie to your face on air and tell you like, dude, I would never get in the ring. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Cut to me punt kicking fucking Daniel Bryan in 10 years when he's on his end tour. And uh, we basically do a shoot grappling match. That's fine. I would be fine with that. And it would be fun. I can't. It's just I can't shudder to think about anything else that if you did step into that world that you would just get you would just get called down to the underground (laughs) so tell people how you have dubbed the underground because i think it's really important people understand your idea of how they're shaping it right now the way i feel about it i feel like it should be a punishment i feel like that if you they do something like whatever Nia Jack is doing, or you don't wear your mask, or some bullshit. Like you lose, you're like on a losing streak. That you should be forced to go. But the, but then I don't get it because it's fun because there's three strippers. You know, what I mean, all shocked in Saturday night. I think I'm in the small percentage that like, oh no, I forgot about the trap door. That's right, It'd be a trap door. <laughs> Definitely a trap door. That, that with a slide that, you know, and that's why when there'll be like a match going on and two randoms and then like somebody would just randomly come down the slide, like a Christmas story, but without mm-hmm. the presents. And then they would have to, <laughs> they would have to fight one of the Viking Raiders. Which was, I'd be so I great see, if the, that is an actual like representation, a physical representation of somebody losing their push that Vince just goes, You'll shoot your eye out and like kicks them down. No, <laughs> I just said I was gonna be internet continental champion. No, so you're talking about something, and I want to bring up other other pitches. I want to bring up the idea. Sorry. You talked about three strippers, which, by the way, tells you what kind of world we're living in right now. Not one, not two, but three. And guess what? They don't do anything more than the people who used to dance on a beach house for MTV's The Grind. It's literally just them, and the shots of it look like they're straight out of an Austin Powers film where they're just randomly sure. inserted for absolutely no reason. I would, I look, I would kind of want to watch um, Raw Underground more if Dan Cortez hosted it for sure. <laughs> He's not doing anything. 100%. 100%. Eric Nice against Dan Cortez, Raw Underground next week. It'll be oh like a God. real word invasion. So let's discuss, let's discuss that because a lot of people were angry that they've seen this concept before. And I have feelings that I don't feel are too far off from yours. So overall, as a concept, where do you stand on it? As a, okay, as a, so if you're going to stay in the world of the WWE, then you can't. Well, you can't be a fan of um, the Owen Hart Dan Severn match at, at Owen Hart's house and the lines. Then you can't be a fan of the Steve Blackman Ken Shamrock whenever they set up that little weird UFC ring. Like you can't be like, oh, those are cool because that it in in like decor it was cool. I liked it and the whole fact it was everybody's. If you watch the whole ride, everybody's always going to remember it. One because it was the worst draw, and two. It was the first time in a really long time where they had two, they segmented out. Like we went to like, remember how it used to be Raw's War, then we went to the War Zone. Like you went to the underground, you know what I mean? There's no incentive to it. Um, 
It's basically poor man's Josh Barnett blood sport. You know what I mean? With, with clowny Shane McMahon, um, like on Adderall, I guess. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, they might as well just have like a cocaine table and craps, right? Like the way he's acting, he's all over the place. I was waiting for him to drop like a subtle end bob because he's hanging out with the hurt process all of a sudden, like a pretty fist up for George Floyd or some shit. So my favorite thing so far is, you know, Shane McMahon looks like he's doing an interpretation of Bill Hader's character of the weatherman that used to just die when he would go interview people <laughs> on the street. Uh, so Herb Welch would just be over there and be like, hey, tell me something about this. Doof. And then like hit them with the microphone. Because every time Shane was commentating on matches, they'd be like, oh, look at that. That's what's going on over here. Now let's look over this way. Man, that's crazy. And somebody proposed that they should have CM Punk do the announcing for it. But CM Punk maybe only has marginally more training than Shane McMahon, which isn't saying a lot. But I would propose this. I've got two ideas on this. One, I don't hate the Hurt Business as a name. I actually, when I heard them trademark that, I said, that's not a terrible stable name, especially for right now, because most stable names are terrible. And two, here's a thought for you guys. Do you think that this is all intentional? Because even though you guys want to dislike it because you want to dislike whatever the dubs is going to do, do you not see the strategy behind it, which is to dilute the competition? If you're watching something like this and you become more put off with it, when the WWE takes it away, you will have weird negative feelings. Now, you won't say, think about Josh Barnett and be like, oh, man, this sucks now. But you may have weird remembrances about it. I think it is a strategic play by the dubs to not only try and do something different, which I'm for, but to also kind of level the playing field where they say take away what their advantage is and then what do they got nobody's thinking like that nobody's thinking like that they're just looking at the aesthetic of it i don't like the hurt business only because kenny king's not in it like shelton shelton you're not my kenny okay and just because it's a always name drop kenny if known kenny forever school with them (laughs) but they did that in uh TNA. It wasn't just Samoa Joe and Loki in it, too, I think. But they were the, the, B, the BDC. But I, it's cool, but I don't understand why they got like all dressed up to go into the underground. Like, why they had to put their suits on. That's just how they rolls, or like some kind of weird... That just kind of stood out, kind of like, is there going to be a dress code, or... Well, somebody put this up, and I think it's the best metaphor. <laughs> it's a live-action adaptation of nba or i'm sorry uh what is it def jam's fight for new york and i said oh, oh the video game? that's fucking genius that's exactly what it is yeah, all that's is, missing is the wu-tang man and buster rhymes just going rawr the like no, the no holds barred or they're also missing like they have okay so have you seen the previews for that seth rogan movie coming out where there's two yeah. seth rogans but like in the same camera shot like, so they have that technology. So why don't they just go full mode fight club and just have it Shane McMahon's alter ego, like evil Shane McMahon, like be in the same room, like lurking, like, or would it have to be look like a different person? Or it could just be Shane thinking like just all Jordan out, like all like 92 Dream Team jersey, like the whole, not like, I don't, I, I get it. It's refreshing. I kind of liked it. I would like it if it was like, 
done in like segments. Like if it was like non sequitur, they just showed three minutes of somebody whooping ass and it didn't matter. If it didn't matter, it didn't matter. And like, just leave it at that. Have it with no like dictation or like clarification. Just have this, that be a squash match just to see somebody get thrown around regardless of who it was. Don't have it be completely non sequitur and like, display all these different styles almost like you can have a brazilian dude and you can start doing like a whole bunch of tripped out shit but now like there needs to be a belt right yeah i was telling some of these guys who do mma and jiu-jitsu i said one they're obviously biting off of us for wwbjj but two this does open the door oddly for some of the guys who have been courted by the wwe who do jiu-jitsu and mma because they've they've made the rounds and i've heard rumors uh privately that they've expressed ideas to go over and train over at the performance center and a couple have. So I'm intrigued to see if that would be the case. I loaded, I low key did think that I was like, man, if they can only, which they weren't going to do because they had no idea about like, but if they had like had a debut Kane Velasquez, yet, this would be perfect. Fine. Perfect for that. Ray can show up so with I'm- an eye patch. Just- <laughs> So I want to, before we move on, talk about the idea of similar to the MCU or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There should be a raw cinematic universe because universe and raw are already in the main. But the reason I bring that up is because when they said we're going to throw to something else, all you could think of was, I mean, that's cool. But you know what I want to see? If we're going to throw to other parts of the Raw universe, I want to see right after, like a 30-minute segment of Raw Underground, we go straight into a Judge Judy version of Taker's Court. He's retired now, so put him in that segment and have him say shit like, don't spit in my hand and tell me it's a rainbow, son. Like, I would love to see them do those in this is Bayless. Uh, obviously, Kane. And if he can't get fa- Kane, then no, you get no, no, it can't be Kane. No, because no, it has to be somebody like super. It has to be somebody at least lesser. And Kane is being the mayor. That oh, like all of them, like Big Viz, like of- like in a comedic, <laughs> like in a comedic role. Is he still alive? Um, sh- no, it's Big Viz. Let's say no. I feel um, like that's the no. So, well, I always said like they should do like sitcoms. They should be doing like remember like my two dads, but with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. It'd be like my two sweet <laughs> my dads two or something. Boom. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My two sweet dad. Nobody remembers that. That was one of Paul Reiser's first. And it Dick Buckkiss was the. I believe I brought. The- this is on the show before. Dick Buckus was the bartender. Always made me really angry because I thought the other dude was essentially George Michael, and I thought Paul Reiser and George Michael would have been a vastly different <laughs> show. Better I show. thought, dude, you think he's gonna be way bigger of a star too? That guy, he just had that. <laughs> like he was, he was too. Like he was almost John Stamos, but he was just too Kenny Loggins looking. Yep, you know exactly. I mean? Well, all right, let's get to it. I want to hear your thoughts. Before your eye pops out. Oh, wait, that's the segment we're talking about. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on the absurdity of Rey Mysterio Jr. and the Messiah, Seth Rollins. Why? Just why? <laughs> just, I just want to know. It's not 
Halloween, first of all. Like, that's all we... That's all we fucking need is to watch. We're sitting here in quarantine, all stressed out about whatever we're stressed out about. That's all we need to watch is somebody's eyeball pop out. And then Seth did a really bad um, job of... And then could you... When he threw up, like, he was just throwing up water. And could you just not help but think about draws and Vincent Man just going, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, yeah. And he was just so proud. Like, Vincent Man was like, finally, somebody puked. It's been how long since me on the man? Good boy, like, hugged him over that shit. But, like, I don't get, like, if he's gonna throw up about it, then why would you wanna do that to somebody? You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess the other thing I couldn't help but think is, imagine already having enough nerves going out there to wrestle, know your match, know how things are going to go, know your marks, know your lines. Ray, did you bring your eyeball? Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, I almost <laughs> forgot the eyeball. <laughs> Would have been the whole match. What a dummy. All right, give me that. Just the night before, like... Make before you go to bed, putting it like in its own ice bath, making sure it's like all like squared away. Just like waking up, that'd be the, the yeah, like you said, that should be the mini movie. Like the eyeballs gone, like the day before the match, like and this into when Taker said that he left his uniform at home on the Last Dance documentary. Just imagine Ray Mysterio Jr. going to another performance center moment and being like oh my god uh i left it at home alone <laughs> uh, like no, than this and then it's all way it and dominic see that's a better storyline already did it fixed it okay oh so are they giving dominic a match just because they want to re-sign ray mysterio or are they like high on this kid like are we everybody like it's cool how he swings a candlestick at his age so like that's gonna move the needle or is it because they don't want ray to go to aew i think they want to keep that hot latin audience think about it dude they went from courting kane velasquez to now just trying to keep how dare ray you. son how dare you. On the payroll. hey i'm just how telling how you like it is which how is there you Yes, it does seem like a blockade, but that's why I'm telling you the whole thing about doing Raw Underground is they could have done it even with the fucking ring post, but they chose not to. I think sometimes they make a strategic decision to just play a little defense so that the other people don't have their main pillars. And in terms of AEW, you can already plug Rey Mysterio into five different storylines. Because for God's sakes, they put in fucking Eric Bischoff, and I said, that fits. That was amazing. Yeah, I really like I really like that, but it's almost like there's so much shit going on like in any other day and age that would be like hot. That'd be like number one hot topic. Right. There is no representation. Okay, the, my number one hot topic, this is, hold on, to go back to what you're saying, there's Mexican representation only in NXT and they're, and they're kidnappers. And then there's Latin representation in AEW and they just fucked up Trent's mom's minivan, which is like the most bullshit, but this is the most heat. I was, I was more heartbroken about that than Ray's eyeball. Like, that's Sue's <laughs> van. You know what I mean? Like, not only was that entrance the best thing I've seen in fucking a really long time, but the whole fact that they're turning this into a an angle and this is what we're getting heat over is is amazing. 
Because you don't, I mean, you don't fuck with, that's like a whole Pulp Fiction trope. You don't fuck with the man's car, but then my mom's minivan, like shit, that's, <laughs> that's out of this, out of line. So that was amazing, by the way. Yeah, how are those kids going to get to so the mall? I was watching the mall, shit. No, makes sense now. No, but Chucky's in trouble because he told Sue that he was going to look after it. Just a little AEW, just just a little thing, so good that ten that it was a twelve man fucking tag team match, and then when the fucking revival got her, um, and the minute I was like, oh, Kenny's gonna go with, or Hangman Page is gonna go with them, huh? And just to have that little sprinkle of that little slow like dissension, it's fucking wonderful. Like they did that, and to have twelve people pull that shit off. Um, it's almost hard to watch Pat McAfee. Yeah. Although Zack Ryder's debut was hot, gar- was hot garbage. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, there's a certain point where I think they're just, again, they're using different numbers to leverage. So with, you know, Matt coming in and doing his thing, you just kind of look at it and say, like, yeah, dude, you just belong here. We that's not a surprise. We just kind of know you're here. Why, to do your but, thing. why would but why would it okay? So if they're gonna do okay, so so there's the whole thing with Darby Allen and John Moxley is with the, they respected each other, and the whole Scorpio Sky and Cody Rhodes thing they respect each other. So why couldn't they have a why couldn't they have Zach Ryder be one of the guys that have um, accepted the open challenge and to have them a respectful buddy buddy. Oh, they're best friends, but they have to fight each other. Zack Ryder wouldn't be diminished by taking the loss. They looked well, he was just waiting for a hot tag yesterday after they gave Silver and um, or the old Beaver Boys, Silver and whatever his name is, like all the offense. It looked great. I was like, oh, and Reynolds. I was like, these guys are great. And then I was just, I had to explain to somebody that is in no wrestling. I was like, this is how a hot tag works. And that was it. Like, but I mean, I don't know if it's a big enough name. So, and you know what, dude? Let them, let them play with that a little bit. I think part of it is <clears throat> they just kind of have a set course that they're going to go. Obviously, Moxley is going to be their top draw. But you do see that if they do take their time and they do develop, even like Orange Cassie, you couldn't have convinced me. Orange Cassidy would have such an entertaining program with Chris Jericho, but here we are, and yet they found a way to develop. I think it's just it was, you it, have to. Do it was the way it. they did it. It was the way they did it. I was watching again. I was watching with somebody that doesn't like wrestling. They're from another country, and they watched the whole debate. And I was like, "Wow, that was really intense." I was like, "Yeah," because the way they built it up, they built it up. Jericho did three shots at him. Didn't say shit. Cassidy threw back a shut up, you idiot, basically. Did old Jericho shit shtick, basically, to him. And then he broke the whole, whole shtick, which was smart because nobody <clears throat> expected him to explain the essence of his character at Jericho. Oh, you're going to pick a fight with somebody that doesn't talk. And that was what was good about it. You don't have to do a yell. Like, look, WWF, take notes. This is how you build somebody up, regardless. And the person I was watching it with was like, oh, I want to see this match. I was just based off that segment, no matter how hokey it was. I mean, and the smart marks were loving it because you damn well better get a blueberry uh, a blueberry smoothie <laughs> with extra, extra whey protein and pumpkin seeds. The next time you go to fucking Jamba Juice, I'm telling you. 
if that's not a sure, I don't know. I'm, you know what I mean? Dude's a genius. Yeah. So. Well, don't you know, watch that's what happens after that. That's what happens when you get the demo guide running things all over for us. So I want to bring this last thing up as we start to circle around. The last thing I really got to talk about for at least this installment is going to be a, a nice cautionary tale that turns great, which is, sure, you can get your notice here. But a lot of people are parlaying that into podcasts or different sorts of branded merch. Good for them. Talking Shopamania was something that I think was a smart marketing thing that made me pretty entertained for a number of really stupid reasons. So I have to I have to compliment uh, the gents for that because for me, I was looking at it and I go, I have like no real dog in this. I guess I'll watch it. And when I watched it and they said in the marketing, they were like, you know, it's going to be like hot shots. I said, oh, well, have at. I love fucking hot shots. And I think that tagline alone between that and the, the actual product made me look at them and say, there's a viable career for enough of these guys to have an afterlife that makes them intrinsically more valuable. So it's not even you have to go to another league at this point. You could literally just build your shit off your own. And it was essentially a glorified professional wrestling version of backyard wrestling with a little sense of humor. And I'd be interested to see how they did with it. But I thought it was pretty good. And they got a shit ton of cameos in it. But there's a place for that. There's always a place for... There's always like one spot for that, right? In every show, comedy. Like PWG, you have the slow-mo. Like WWE would like consider doink. Would that be considered comedy at that point? Again, <laughs> Ring of Honor. I'm pretty sure Ring a six-year-old Honor. kid is looking at their dad being like, you think this is fucking funny? What would be the con- or like the oddities? Yes, when they were doing their whole thing, um, Ring of Honor is good for like Korean man, Cabana, but to do a full boat, I think they tested the waters with it when they did the Smoky Mountain jib on, and the whole essence of it is like you said, the cameos, the names that you could have anybody doing that stuff, and they're not people are gonna think it's, but if you have dudes that just got released by the WWE who are who get it, then then yeah. Of course it's not gonna it felt like they shotgunned it together a little bit. But why I don't know. I, I don't know a whole show, like you said, you wanted a parallel universe. Wouldn't this work anywhere? You know what I mean? Isn't that what Matt Hardy was doing? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'd watch twelve of them. Like, if they had 12 pay-per-views a year, would you watch all 12? No, but you know what? You can sequence that enough with your brand. So using a podcast to launch that made me go, that'd be a nice dream, but I don't see a real heel section uh, wrestling uh, federation anytime but, soon. I but here's know. the thing. I, I watched The Floor's Lava. Like, I've stressed the whole season. Like, there was no, you know what I mean? Like, in one yeah. there was no... So is it that that kind of fodder to where you could keep mindless wrestling because, but they kind of want it to be like smarky, stupid. Like Carl Anderson posted, the guy with the book is a champion. That make the doesn't that make sense? You don't understand what having the book means. You know what I mean? That's kind think of about it like this though. Think about them making fun of their contract negotiations with the young bucks, and then saying, "Oh my god." 
Like we we didn't get to do that with WCW. We didn't get to do that with ECW. We didn't get to do that with any of this shit. So now there's a way to get around it and to have a countdown to when your 90 day no contract, no compete clause ends is like, holy fuck. You know what? If you're somebody who is a professional wrestler watching around at this time, this is an element for you to pay attention to, learn from and figure out how to continue branding yourself because I think these guys' creativity continues to go and, and prove new, exciting uh, revenue streams for all of this. And at the very least, they're like, we're not going to make any money off this. You know that they're doing it for the pure entertainment of. That got them more over than anything they did in the WWE. Well, they understand that. They, well, for the whole, they understand that backing off the pro wrestling tees, how that that whole model worked. But they're, safe, they're also safeguarding themselves that way. So they're going to yeah. do something that is intentionally bad instead of trying to pull off like a serious pay-per-view be the you know hell in the cell or sting jeff hardy or whatever they try to have like be you know move the needle and have it fall apart that's way more embarrassing so they're almost playing from there there's only they can only move up at that point if they do fail well it's supposed to be shitty and you know we did it for the recognition and the views that we're eventually going to get because it was eventually nostalgic but on the same time it's all profit at that point especially if they're going to do it once here i guarantee they do it four times now they have to do it four we'll times. see i mean again it's a content driver so now they have content that they can put on their podcast sites um it's something that they can you know license to other people if they're so interested in doing it it just it opens up different things so when we talk about this pandemic being very stifling not only does it give us some entertainment but it opens up and it diversifies their own uh content generation so for that as a marketing and content generator myself i was entertained but for the mere thing alone of sitting there and watching it and going you know for all the cinematic matches we've had I was pretty entertained by the sense of this is almost an absurd version of when people people complain about things being overwritten. I said, that was so overwritten, it was beautiful. So good for them. It proves that there's a nice different avenue for all of that. Anyway, Mike, do you have any closing thoughts for us before we sign off for today? Raph, there's Antifa is in. There's a new faction. What are you talking about? Closing remarks. How can you even sleep? When they they ruined the generator. It's anti. It's seventy days they've been protesting outside the the performance center. Wrestlers for whatever. I don't get that. Um, I don't have any. I don't know. This has all been. I'm kind of getting back into it, and I think it's because solely because of the AEW is so fucking good, dude. It's so good. It's. That's what wrestling's supposed to be. Um, I don't know why people are back and forth about it. I don't mind NXT. I just don't think their roster is anything exciting right now. Um, I'm going to enjoy them um, just tearing to shreds your, your WWBJJ concept on national TV for about three weeks and then forgetting about it. <laughs> you know what the nice part is? I already told people, because we had people hit me up when we were putting out uh, certain you know, victory laps with it. And I said, don't worry, we're going to do something like that. When we're able to train and do all of our sort of stuff as per usual, we've already got ideas kicking. So don't just be surprised. Take just take a big pit at the beach, like a huge select pit 
I'm going to do down there. Find some like weird like rave warehouse. I'm not going to reveal anything yet, but we'll figure something out. And I mean, as it is, you know, there's something funny about when people can't train, when they start sending me ideas, they're like, I want to do this. And I go, whoa, whoa, buddy. Hey, hey, it's coming. Just just keep that in mind. So I bet you can, that's get, like, John, I bet you can get John Clive Van Dam and maybe Shaggy Too Dope to come host it. We'll see. I mean, we'll we'll have to break things up over time. All right, Mike. Well, I, well that's a, a very solid check-in. I'm glad that we're able to see some wrestling. I'm glad that you're feeling back up to the things and you're excited to see wrestling back again, sir. Yeah, let me get my JCVD ICP. What are you joking? <laughs> oh, kind of, do you see me thinking about it? Like trying to put the letters together flawless. I mean, the nice part about it is I think you should oh, shit. put a notepad next to you so you could write it. No, down. I forgot real quick. You're out in LA. Um, we don't have to go harp on it, but free Joe Kelly. Um, that's how you put a that's how you get over in the business. It took three hours for this guy to become a household celebrity. But we can all have a whole another like three hour dissertation on that. Um, so I could do with or without sports, but it's nice. Yeah, it's kind of cool to be able to be entertained and back on like feeling some kind of normalcy. So hope everybody stays safe. I know you're feeling it out there because California is garbage. <laughs> yeah, the same oh, with horse shit right now. You know, Vegas the nice ain't better right now. Yeah, I think the idea is, you know, we're seeing signs of life a little bit of everywhere. So we hope that you guys stay safe. We hope that you guys are staying sane. We will be back sooner than later. Don't promise when, but I'll tell you this. No football. We'll we'll be able to continue seeing you guys. If you haven't joined us and followed us on all of our media platforms, go do so at Real Hill Section. Give your friends some love. And that's what we got for you today. My name is Rafa Sparza. This is Mike Stallings. Thank you so much for watching today. Too sweet, man.